Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a day in the life of podcast with me, Tanya Hassan. Today's episode is a yummy one. I interview cake artist and Food Network star, Miss Elizabeth Rowe. We talk all about her business, The London Baker, and how she went about branding her business and really making cake an over-the-top experience for her clients. We also hear about her experience on The Food Network, and I have to say that as a viewer, it was so cool to get an inside look on all the behind the scenes. So whether you bake professionally, for fun, or just love to indulge in a good slice of cake, this one's for you. Let's get into it. Thank you so much for coming on my show today, Miss Elizabeth. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. My listeners and I are huge fans of your work. Um, everything from your cakes that are from the Harry Potter theme, your geode cakes, and even the T-Rex, it's on a whole other level. Not only do they look stunning, but they also just taste heavenly. So I'm really excited to learn and hear more today. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I, seriously, I thank you and I really appreciate it. It's always nice to hear when, you know, people admire or just appreciate the hard work that goes into these kinds of things. Absolutely. I have such a deep appreciation for your work. So now let's get into it. As an award-winning cake artist and designer, how did you first start with the basics like baking, creating? Was that something you had always loved as a child? Yeah. And and it sounds kind of typical, but it actually was. But I mean, I never quite imagined as a child, it would be a career that I would go into. I've always had a really strong passion for art and design. Um, And even as a small child, I would, you know, paint things. That's what I used to do in my spare time. But I always used to like to bake. And as I got older, um, I started to develop, you know, the idea between trying to incorporate art and food because I'm, I'm a big foodie. I love food. I started to do a bit of research and I looked around and I realized that there were things called like sculpted cakes. And I was like, what is a sculpted cake? This is not something I've ever even heard of. And it just intrigued me so much. And when I looked into it, I realized that cake could be shaped it didn't have to be round or square I thought cakes were round or square and then you put things on it and that was it and when I realized you could actually make 3d shapes of characters and people and things I was just like this is something I have to get into right I I love how you honed in on all your strengths and really just incorporated all the themes together um and about the sculpted cakes you have definitely innovated so creatively and really just mastered your craft Um, the other day I was looking at your Instagram, you have these really cool IGTVs and I saw there was this one Chick-fil-A like themed wedding cake. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, how cool is that? Like everything from like the detail and texture of like the waffle fries to like the buttery bun. It was just so perfectly well done. And I was just blown away. Well, yeah, I mean, we obviously, of course, you know, it helps to have something in front of you. Whenever we do a project, we do as much research as we can to get as many different pictures, different angles. So, I mean, what's better than actually getting real Chick-fil-A in front of you? So, of course, we had to order tons of Chick-fil-A just so we could get the textures right. Had nothing to do with the fact that we love to eat Chick-fil-A at all. It's purely just for research reasons. 
Well, that is my kind of research. Count me in. <laughs> I love it. It's it, I love how you really just bring it all together for your clients. It's really awesome. We, we like to always go a bit above and beyond. We always want our clients to be, you know, kind of impressed and surpass their, you know, their ideas and dreams. So we always like to go a little bit further. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I love about even the London Baker is that it's not just their traditional, you know, three tier cakes. It goes beyond that. It's a lot of the unique touch and that special crafting and molding. Thank you. Yeah, we we try, you know, <laughs> we uh, we like to be a little bit different and we're actually known for, you know, a lot of our pop culture type themed cakes as well, especially on some of the TV shows we've appeared on. They actually picked us for that reason that we we aren't like a lot of the other cake shops out there, that we do stand out and we have our own unique style um, and the things that we can offer a little bit different than some of the other places. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm really excited to get into a lot of the competition and TV shows a bit later on, but I wanted to ask you um, from the time when you discovered your passion of baking to the time when you actually opened your, your own, in that mm -hmm. time in between, what did you sort of do to cultivate your love and knowledge for that passion? Did you do it on the side for friends and family or did you get any more like formal culinary experience? Absolutely. So, um, you know, a lot of us out there who are cake decorators, um, a lot of us don't all have a culinary background. So, you know, I don't have any formal training. I didn't go to culinary school. And in fact, at college, I studied graphic design and biology because <laughs> I thought I was going to go through the science or art route as a career. Turns out I did go into art, just not quite the way I imagined. Um, but yeah, once once I initially had that realization of this is something I want to try. And after, you know, I read a book or two and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. So from that time, I was 21 when I first found my passion for cake decorating. And from that point, I was like, okay, this is something I'm going to do. I did, um, I read a couple of books, like I said, I maybe looked at one or two, you know, ideas online of just the basics. And then pretty much everything from there on was just experience. So I made cakes for as many people as I could, for friends, for family. Then people at those parties saw those cakes and wanted me to do cakes for them. And within the first year, I'd already built up a pretty good client base just from doing it out of my home. And then at that point, I realized, you know, I've always wanted my own business. Um, and I felt like that was something I could definitely strive for when I got older, but in the meantime, you know, I had no problem going ahead and working for someone else um, and, you know, improving their, um, you know, reputation for what kind of cakes they could do. So I worked under one or two other bakeries um, and helped, you know, improve their clientele basis with the kind of stuff that I could do just to gain experience. So, you know, I definitely went ahead and was the underdog <laughs> and didn't, wasn't the boss or anything for about nine years. Um, I worked for other bakeries and then eventually it was time for me to open my own after I had enough experience. I love that. The experience is really important to sort of learn and even elevate yourself and your skills and, and learning from others. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. And one of your points you said earlier about how you were just really self-taught. I really admire that. It's really cool to see how self-driven you were. Um, you know, you, you identified like, this is my passion. This is what I like doing and I'm good at it. 
And you, you took that and you ran with it, which is really admirable and even continuing to grow. So hats off to you for that. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you know, to be honest, there gets a point in your life where, you know, you, you stop being, you know, so much of a, a younger child and you realize that you are a young adult and you are, you know, making your own path in your own way. And I kept waiting for something really good to happen that would make it easier for me to strive for my dreams. And those things just wouldn't happen year after year. Nothing in my life really changed for me to be in a better position to go after my dreams. So I was like, at this point, I have to make it happen for myself. So I did everything I could. You totally owned it. And, you know, I feel like you're always just like meeting and exceeding the client's expectations. So that's really awesome. Thanks. It's always good to strive for that. You know, if you can make the clients happy, then you'll do well. <laughs> Love that mindset. Um, so now pivoting towards one of my most favorite areas, all about your award-winning creations. Um, so like we were saying a bit earlier, you've been featured in so many Food Network shows, Dallas Cakes, Cake Wars, Halloween Wars, just to name a few, and recently the Food Network Challenge. So can you tell us a little more bit about that experience? Um, was it different than you expected having your name and your creations being showcased across so many channels and having such a big reach? It, I mean, you can, you never quite get used to it. <laughs> it always doesn't quite sink in. Um, so, you know, when I, I did the, when I first did the shows, it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. Um, I mean, you know, it's very stressful and you know that they're, you know, you see on TV, there's the time clock and it's ticking down and they're yelling out, you know, two hours left and 30 minutes left. But you never quite realize how stressful that actually is. Because even though you've got that time crunch, and that's a real time crunch, by the way, if you need to even go to the bathroom, they do not stop that clock. You have to hold it. <laughs> you know, people think they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, that's a real time clock. Like that clock starts and it does not stop anything. So that's how they keep it fair. So if you need to, if you're hungry or, you know, just want a snack or something, nope, filming does not stop. Um, so, you know, it kind of adds to the stress and, you, you don't realize how many cameras are actually on you. Like whenever you do those shows, you have five cameras on you specifically alone that are constantly on you. They don't move around. Each team has five cameras that are set on them and they just flip between recording. So that whole time, you know, you've got cameras that are literally within feet away. You just don't see them and they're always there. And you've got them, they're talking to you, trying to, you know, get you to explain what it is that you're doing. And that's really, really stressful. But honestly, it's it's so much fun. And after it's all done, you can't believe everything you just went through and what you created in that short time. And it, 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 it's mind-blowing. It's definitely an exhilarating experience. Very stressful, not for the faint of heart at all. <laughs> you definitely have to be pretty confident. But um, yeah, that, those shows are definitely a mind-opening experience and if anyone can do it and you can handle that kind of stress and anxiety then they can be very very rewarding for sure wow that's intense thank you for walking us through the behind the scenes of that because it's like you really really have to know what you're doing to be able to perform well under that sort of time crunch absolutely and i think that's where you sometimes see some of the cake creations where you know, you kind of expect big things and sometimes the cake decorators couldn't quite perform or pull it off. And that's because of that. It's it's not that they're bad cake decorators. It's just 
they're not used to that intense pressure and having cameras on them 24 seven. And you're also doing things you wouldn't normally do. Like you don't make cakes from start to you know finish in five to six hours of that magnitude. Like to do it properly, it takes a good day or two because you have to let things chill like after they've been baked and come out the oven. You try to decorate warm cake, it's not gonna go so well. But in these kind of challenges, you don't have the proper time to let things cool down and set up. So you're almost setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> so if you can succeed in these kinds of shows, then you're doing really, really well because it's not under normal circumstances. <laughs> right, time elements are a really big consideration. So um, just out of curiosity, what's like the longest time that you've spent on designing a cake? Um, longest time spent designing a cake? Probably about uh, 10, no, probably about eight, eight hours from start to finish. And that's for some of the ones that you would have seen on shows like Dallas Cakes, um, purely because that's not a competition show, but it was a TV show about extreme cakes. And the kind of cakes that I had to pull off, it's not just about coming up with a cool design, like, cool, yeah, this is what I want the cake to look like. You have to figure out, hey, how am I going to pull this off? Like, cake is very soft and fluffy and it does not want to hold itself up and be gravity defying. So you have to even be a slight engineer to figure out a support system and be able to build that support system. So I'm very well known at places like Lowe's and Home Depot as the cake lady because they see me walking out with metal and wood and pipe and they're like, oh, what are we building now? And I'm like, oh, you know, a dragon or, you know, a car. So <laughs> there's a lot of work that goes into designing these cakes. You have to figure out how you're going to do it as well. I love that. <laughs> um, and so what about for off screen too, for just like clients? So some of the cakes that have taken the longest um, would have probably have been, on average, we call them show-stopping cakes. So show-stopping cakes are anything that typically takes more than 16 hours, but the ones that are very large that you often see on TV for non-competitive shows like Dallas Cakes, a lot of those take about 40 hours. The T-Rex took about 40 hours. The giant replica of the DeLorean that was about three feet long and um, that was hovering from Back to the Future, that one took about 45 hours. Um, and that was before I even had a team to help me. That was purely me working nonstop on those projects. So now I have a fantastic team here and I have multiple bakers and decorators that can help. But back then it was just me. It was just me working solo. <laughs> so it was very, very difficult. Brilliant. I love the commitment that you have to your craft. That's really admirable. Oh yeah, those shows in particular, they would film until three in the morning. It was whatever you know, time I had available to work on those shows. So they're very dedicated and, you know, you need to be too. If you have a deadline to meet, you have to make it happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so you have won all these competitions, you have amazing talent. And on top of that, you're also an entrepreneur with the London Baker. So I I'm a big fan of London. And so it's one of my most favorite cities. So I'm really curious to know, is there a story behind that name? Um, well, I mean, as you can probably hear by the accent, um, I am originally from England and from the London area. Um, I've been in Texas about 12 years, so my accent has slightly diminished just a tiny bit <laughs> by being in Texas. But for the most part, obviously, you know, I, I was born and raised in England. I moved over to Texas when I was 22. So after that first year of establishing my cake dreams, 
um, I moved over here and started working for other people. But yeah, the whole point is, is that, you know, you need to, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to brand yourself and people know you for that brand. And that's a very important part of, you know, owning a, a business. And I thought to myself, well, you know, if I want to set myself apart, how do I want to set myself apart? And I was like, I want to make these amazing cakes. I want them to taste amazing because people would come to me when I worked at other places and say, yeah, you know, I got a cake from this place. You know, it tasted okay, but I mean, they look really good. And then I would hear from someone else. They were like, you know, well, it looks, you know, kind of okay. It's not the best, but you know, it tastes really good and vice versa. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Why has no one made, you know, a cake place that's really well known that stands out that can make these fantastic creations and has the recipes perfected to where they taste as good as they look. So that was always my goal to stand apart. But at the same time, you need to stand apart in your image and branding as well. So I had, you know, my, my goals in mind for the shop, but as far as looks and branding, I was like, I'm English, you know, people over here do love, you know, the British elements. So I was like, I'm going to go with that. You know, that's, that's who I am. And people always say to me, they love my English accent. You know, they love to talk about England. So I was like, I'm going to put the two together. And hence the London Baker was born. I absolutely love it. Yeah, you definitely have got a very unique brand going on with the London Baker. Um, and also the image and branding and how you share a lot with social media channels like Instagram is also just really fun um, to look at and see as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I tried to work hard on that. You know, we even designed the shop around the, the first shop, which is currently we're in the process of opening a second second location. But even the original shop right now, um, we actually aimed that around people being able to see because people love to see these things come together. And so I try to share as much of the process as I can as possible on social media by making cool videos. You know, I like to watch those kinds of videos and I hear all the time that everyone really appreciates them. But our actual store, we have windows set up between the kitchen and the front of house. And we have a bar set up and bar stalls so people can even come and have coffee and sit and watch us create, you know, these awesome creations. So that was something I really wanted to focus on and keep in mind is I wanted people to enjoy this as much as we enjoy creating them. That's such an authentic experience. We love to make everyone's experience different and fun. And that's one of our slogans is it's not just cake, it's an experience because that's what we want to offer. Right, exactly. Um, and so also with your business, financially wise, what were some of the key factors you took into consideration and how did you prepare and really plan to make this happen for yourself? Sure. So obviously everyone's um, journey is different. And depending on what it is that you want to go into, it's going to be different. Um, for a lot of the culinary side, you know, there with the Texas food cottage laws that are in place, it makes it easier for people um, to be able to start businesses, you know, that are culinary orientated in their own homes, um, which is a fantastic thing about living in Texas, especially. Um, and obviously, many other states have those as well. But some of the, you know, financial things is. It does take time if you want to open a, what we call a brick and mortar, which is a shop location. That kind of stuff, you know, doesn't happen easily. And it does take time and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I was 21 when I first decided that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I was 32 before I actually had my own shop. 
you know, it was a slow process. But the thing is about that is because it took a while to obtain and I kept at it, I knew that this was something that I really, really wanted because I didn't give up on my dream. Um, and there was lots of things like I went to the small business um, bureau and I looked at what was involved in getting a small business loan and things like that. So with having a location, there's definitely a lot more involved. You do have to do a lot of research and there's nothing wrong with that. If this is something you want, you won't be afraid of a bit of hard work, um, but definitely seek what's available locally. There's a lot of centers that are all geared up and there's a lot of stuff online that you can easily uh, obtain to help you figure out what you need to do to start your own business. But definitely starting off small from home is a fantastic way less expensive and you don't need as much equipment or licensing um, in order to do that so um, definitely just you know do a bit of research on it and see what's best for you exactly the the at home experience is something a lot of people can do really like conveniently and easily for them and so that's awesome for them to even see you know is this sort of the path i want to be going in or is this maybe not for me um so definitely is a lot of planning and great tips so thank you for outlining that yeah, you're, you're very welcome. Definitely dip your toe in the water first. Don't just run straight in because if the water's cold, it might be a bit of a shock to your system. So definitely ease in gradually and make sure this is something you want to do first before you, you know, invest a lot of time and money into it. Absolutely. Um, and so now that we have all these insights on your experience um, and, you know, with your own bakery um, and all these amazing competitions you've been a part of. Our listeners want to know a little bit about the day in your life. Sort of walk us through how does the behind the scenes look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, <laughs> so, and obviously this is different for everyone. Um, for me personally, as you probably have gathered, I'm a very driven person. So even though I'm into, uh, you know, a couple of years into my business, I'm very driven still. And I'm always looking to improve. So I haven't quite slacked off just yet. Um, although normally the third year is meant to be the easier year, but instead I'm looking to open up my second location. So an average day for me is a little bit more extensive than maybe some of some for others. So typically the first thing I do when I get up is I am making a list in my head of things I need to do, goals I have to achieve today, and even for the next couple of weeks, I prioritize what has to be done the soonest. Um, I've also normally spend about an hour doing social media, trying to respond back to a couple of emails and things like that before I go into work. At work, normally, you know, I'm here for, say, from 10 o'clock um, until 7 o'clock if it's earlier in the week. Um, and then normally if I do get to leave about 7 or 7.30, I go home and I do a few extra hours of work from home because I have to manage the business, I have to run the business, and I have to be a part of the business and improve it. So I'm working the business as well. Um, but most of the time, <laughs> that's when it's an easy day. For the last couple of months, we've been in peak wedding season, so you often find me here until two, three o'clock in the morning, um, having worked 13, 14 hours. And then I will go home, rest for a few hours, and then come back in the morning and do it all over again. <laughs> wow. I really love your drive and all this planning and vision. That's really, truly remarkable. Well, you know, it, it's something that you, you have to put in the work. 
Um, and like I said, it doesn't come easy, but if it's something you want, you're willing to work for it. And I know that I won't always have to keep this hardworking pace up and it does get a little bit easier. You know, it does quiet down, but even in the quiet time, I allot a certain amount of time to myself to relax a bit and to enjoy, but I don't take too much time off because I know that if I don't achieve something, it's only myself to blame. I have to make my dreams come true and I have to go after them. So I, uh, I know that requires work. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, for all our listeners out here, um, what are some lastly pieces of advice you would give to students who are also interested in the culinary field? Um, any programs or competitions you recommend taking part in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely look at what's going on locally. Um, some of my first cake competitions were in Austin. Um, there's a great cake competition called That Takes the Cake. Um, and there's loads that happen throughout um, Texas. Also, just a couple of bits of advice on a different level, no matter what it is you want to go into. If someone tells you no, don't always listen to them. I got told, don't go into cakes, believe it or not. My Even my family said, don't go into the culinary field. They were like, there's not any money there. People make their own cakes. It's not going to be popular. And you've got too much competition. Well, look at me now. I didn't listen. I was like, no, this is what I wanted to do. And I was convinced with all the research I did that I could make a successful business out of it. And, you know, fast forward a few years into the future and people can't believe that I was told, do not do cakes. They're like, you're amazing at it. Why would you not? And I'm like, because everyone told me don't do it. I'm so glad that you were so dedicated and, and really believed in, in your passion. Yeah, I mean, just if someone tells you no, just believe in yourself. And if you know you can do it, then you go ahead and you fight for that and you go ahead and you do that. But definitely don't underestimate um, the internet. You know, we're at the touch of a button nowadays where you can find out anything and everything. Look at competitions, look at, free online programs. There's so much that's out there, even YouTube videos. There's tons of stuff you can get all for free, no matter if you're into pastries or if you're into cake decorating, utilize all the free stuff that's out there and don't be afraid to do the work. Don't expect someone to lay out all the details for you. You have to make this happen for yourself. And, it, and you know, you can do that. Just go ahead and put the time in and see what it takes to get to where it is you want to get to. Research is the best thing you can ever do. Really, really great words of advice, Miss Elizabeth. Um, wrapping it up today, I want to pivot towards a rapid fire round of questions so our listeners can get to know you a bit better. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> so the first one is cake pops or cookies? Oh, I prefer to eat cookies, but I like to make cake pops. <laughs> Nice. If you had to eat one thing for every meal going forward, what would it be? Pizza. <laughs> I, I'm totally on board with you on that one. Pizza, you, hands down. Great for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> absolutely. If you could spend a day in someone else's life, who would it be and why? Oh, um, very random, but it would probably probably be Ryan Reynolds just because I think he has a fantastic sense of humor, no matter what life throws at him, I feel like he could always bounce back. And plus I wouldn't mind checking out his abs in the mirror. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love his shows too. He's a really cool person. Yeah. <laughs> um, first word that comes to mind to describe yourself. Goofy. 100% 
goofy. <laughs> um, what's a mantra or some words that you live by? Always strive to do your best. It's it's one that everyone has heard of. Most people will say and know um, of that. But if you always do strive to do your best, you will always make other people around you <laughs> appreciative of what it is you do. And you also find great pride and self-satisfaction knowing that you did your best. You'll never feel disappointed in yourself. That's really inspirational. And I, I love that mindset. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on my show today, Miss Elizabeth. And I wish you all the best in all your future endeavors and with opening up your second location. That's so exciting. Yeah, thank you very much. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but I think I can t- handle it. <laughs> Yeah, I I can't wait to see all the exciting creations and artistry from the London Baker. Well, thank you very much. And maybe we'll have to have you come on out for the grand opening and you can do a a piece then as well. Oh my gosh, I would absolutely love to. And um, for everyone listening, I will have all of Miss Elizabeth's website, her socials linked down below. um, So you all can check out her awesome work and portfolio. Well, thank you very much. It's been lovely. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to know what y'all think. To learn more, check out my Instagram and YouTube at Finlit for Teens. And if you're interested to hear from a certain profession, feel free to DM me so we can get them on the show. Thank you again and see y'all soon.